Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world, with your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today, we're visiting with Laura from the Say Yes Podcast. Laura, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you're here. I love what Say Yes is all about. Yes, it is all about (laughs) trying to do the things that scares you every day. Um, And it's something that, you know, pushes outside of the comfort zone and gets you into the genius zone. Um, But yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. And I think that that's so important, you know, like taking risks and just changing our mindset and kind of getting out of the rut of every day, um, you know, kind of routine is so, so important for our health. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So true. I think it, you know, it came off for me. It was something my therapist made me do. So I used, used to call the say yes podcast should be called things my therapist made me do. Just <laughs> It was, I was in a rut. I was like living and doing the same things like eating, working, going out to meeting the same group of friends, doing, you know, binge watching the same shows on Netflix. And so my life was just in a rut and I needed something outside of the comfort zone or outside mm-hmm. of just saying yes to, you know, perhaps I need a new hobby or trying new things that, to get me out of that rut feeling. Right. And that's so good for your health because, you know, when you're in that rut, like you're just doing things sort of on autopilot, like you're not really living mindfully or consciously, you're not really integrating new habits or belief systems or anything like that. So it's really like important to kind of stretch that boundary so that, you know, it's like, it's almost like neuroplasticity, right? Like it's it's encouraging our brains to, you know, keep integrating new information and keep trying, like, we're not just on autopilot. We're like, fully experiencing life. Yeah. Yeah. So true. It's so it really gets you out of the autopilot moment into can I be present to this moment? Can I actually Mm -hmm. enjoy this moment fully? Can I savor this experience? And then just being able to say, you know what, I'm trying this something new that may not be so much fun at the moment, but I know I'm going to afterwards, I'm going to be like, that was so much fun. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, that's something that like I I did touch on before when, you know, I've been talking about our road trip, like right now, my husband and I on a two plus year cross country road trip, just like checking things out, experiencing new things. And it really was kind of our say yes, you know, moment as well. And so I kind of feel like I have these times when even in this new situation that, you know, I can almost fall back into an old pattern, like say that we're at a national park or whatever, and it's been a long day. We've done a lot of hiking. We've done a lot of things already. I kind of like feel that pull to say, oh, like this next stop, like I'm not going to get out, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm just tired. And like your brain is so good at convincing you yeah. Stay in your rut, right? It's like our critter brain. It <laughs> wants to keep us safe. It's like, oh, I know how to do this. I don't have yeah. to do anything new. So I'll find that I sit there and I'm kind of like, I have this internal struggle of, you know, oh, I'm tired and I just want to stay here. My feet hurt and I'm thirsty. And, and, you know, it's probably not that cool anyway. And, you know, why do I need to do, you know, it's like this whole like monkey mind chatter. And then yeah. I have this like little voice going, like do it, like say yes, like get out and do it. And when I do, it's, you know, I've learned to listen to that voice because it's like, 
always something happens. It may not be like, oh, that was the most life-changing, you know, Vista or whatever, but it's like, maybe it's just this breeze that comes by and I'm totally like happy to be alive. Or it's this, you know, just this feeling of, I, I did it. Like I said, yes, I got out. Like I'm experiencing, I'm here. I'm in the moment. Yeah. 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 So true. I think it's like, we, we, if we engage with the mind shatter, we're just going in with like, oh, it's just the same thing. Why do I want to do it? You know, I think about it when I want to go to exercise. The, for the most part, the hardest part of going exercising is not the class itself. It's actually just getting there because yeah, my mind goes right. to that place where it's like, I don't want to go. I feel tired. Or I'm lazy. Why am I doing this? It's going to be horrible. Why am I putting myself to do it? And then I stop engaging with that mind chatter. Because that's the reality is you just stop engaging with it mm-hmm. and you just move your feet in the direction where they need to go. You let your feet actually make the walk. Uh, once I go there, I do the exercise. I know I feel better as a new person the next day. Right. You know? Right. And you've like honored that commitment with yourself as well. And I think that that's really huge because, you know, we teach ourselves like, you know, hey, this is the commitment I made and I said I was going to do it and I did it. And I think that that's really powerful for our sense of self, our self-esteem and just, you know, I mean, I think that that's really bolstering as opposed to I always let myself down or whatever, you know, I say I'm going to do things and then I break my commitment and, you know, and then it doesn't matter. Like your words don't have the same power. Yeah. 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 So true. I think it's like really honoring the commitment, honoring what you what you really want to do and just in deep down mm-hmm. um, and letting things go with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. So when you started making the switch, like I know you did the podcast, was it kind of a way to keep you accountable as well to do the podcast? Yeah. So I made the switch. Um, I started to doing saying yes moments um, on and off for about, I would say seven years. So mm-hmm. I started at the time when I started was I was struggling with an eating disorder and I was actually in a place where I was healthier and mm-hmm. I needed to actually get to the place where my life was not consumed by the eating disorder. My life was consumed by life. And so saying yes was saying yes to life, saying yes to different things that I was like, I think I want to do this. I was trying to identify who, who I was as a person. I and love that. I got in, got in a rut because I was like comfortable. I was like, well, this is great. I have my exercise classes. I have my friends. I have a few things I enjoy doing in New York City. And I just got in the comfort zone of just repeating things over and over. And so what happened is that I no longer struggle with eating disorder, but I struggle with anxiety, which I've struggled all my life. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you know, my anxiety, because I was in a rut, I it just exacerbated. I was like catastrophic thinking. Um, there, nothing's going to be working out. Just future forecasting, just going in a place where it was just not healthier. So my therapist was like, why don't you just go back to doing the things that were exciting, which is trying to do new things. Pick up a Time Out magazine and seeing what is available in New York City. Perhaps go and do the things you've been avoiding, which in my case is dating. So going on a speed dating event, um, trying, you know, trying a new hobby. So I learned how to try knitting. Um, and so I noticed that as I was doing those things, my anxiety started to quiet down, which is mm. what I needed to. 
Um, and then finally, I was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep saying yes to it. And then the podcast came about from that place where I needed to be accountable because I can go back into the rut. I can go back to I have five things that I enjoy doing. And I'm just going to keep sticking with the five things I keep enjoying doing mm-hmm. um, until it no longer works. And then I'm like, well, I need to go back and find something new. <laughs> so now I have a podcast that is pushing me to. One is because I share, I do solo episodes where I share my own say yes moments, but Mm -hmm. also I'm inspired by hearing other people saying yes moments where I'm like, oh, I can totally do this. I had someone come and talk about Tinder and talk about casual dating. And I was inspired as like something that I'm like, well, this is something I can look look at in a different perspective. I cannot just think about it as dating is a relationship, taking you to a relationship and going all the way. But it could be dating, could just be fun, meeting new people. Um, and right. so I'm inspired by those by those moments. And so I'm glad that I have a podcast that keeps me keeps me engaged and keeps me getting out of the rot. That's the thing, because I think so many people think like, okay, I'm gonna say yes, I'm gonna take this risk, I'm gonna go outside of my comfort zone, and then ta-da, like it's done. Right. Yeah. And it's <laughs> unfortunately, like you said, it's easy for us to go back into the rut or go into a new rut with the new things. Like yeah. that's just sort of as humans as how we're wired, you know, like with that critter brain to keep us safe, to keep things predictable. Like it just, you know, it's really easy to get in a routine and just go on autopilot. So it doesn't matter, you know, if you've, I mean, it's great if you've taken unhealthy habits and you've, you know, subbed healthy habits for that, but you can still get in a rut with the healthy habits. Yeah. So to go outside that comfort zone and continually keep pushing it and pushing the boundaries. And, you know, I think so many people equate that with it has to be like a big thing. It has to be a risk. It has to be like, okay, I'm going skydiving. I'm going (laughs) bungee jumping. I'm, you know, like it has to be more and more and more. And that's not really the case. Is it like, it can just Mm -hmm. be something different. Like you said, trying knitting. And then maybe if knitting's not your thing, how about watercolor? Or, I mean, you know, the coloring book craze or whatever, like it's just trying something different, even taking a new way home and certainly like for you in New York City like you've got a playground to explore so you know taking a different way to get home or a different way to get to the gym or whatever could open up a whole new possibility yeah I think so I think it's like you know just looking at simple the simple actions of saying yes moments were about like learning how to cook a new meal yes spicing things up, um, trying something new that doesn't require to go skydiving or bungee jumping. I haven't done any of those things. Um, I've done burlesque, but that was something that was a really big high, but that, you know, that was not my biggest say yes moment. My biggest say yes moments are the moments where I'm just taking like bite-sized moments where they're just so tiny that it doesn't feel like uncomfortable. But it just it pushes the boundary a little bit further. I love that because a lot of people would think like, which, by the way, I'm such a burlesque fan, too. That would be so fun. Um, (laughs) But but like, yeah, I could see where people go like, wow, that's really like a big moment. And I think you make a great point that the big change, the big moment, the huge impact is when you're doing it on a consistent basis and saying yes in your daily life. Like, how do I push this a little bit more? And it can be something as simple as incorporating a new recipe or a new spice. You know, I always talk about spice blends and how that can like take the same, especially when you're, you know, changing eating plans or getting used to a real food diet or whatever, that adding in new spice blends or whatever, like literally, you know, spices it up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
I love that. So what, um, what have you learned from any of the, the podcasts? Have you had any, like, I'm sure there's been tons. Cause I know with mine, like I get nuggets almost every episode, but it's like, have there been any that really stand out for you as, you know, this is, this is life-changing. This is really affirming like what I'm doing. Um, yeah. So I, w- I mentioned a little bit earlier about dating. So dating for me is something that I've been avoiding as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I want to do, but I've been avoiding it. And so I did a week of, I interview people who talk about online dating, speed dating, um, dating yourself and just loving brilliantly. And I found it that that week I just produced it. And it was like so enlightening for me because I just thought in my head, it had to be all or nothing. And that was mm-hmm. my anxiety. It had to go all the way or nothing at all. And I was in the nothing at all process. And so from that week, I ended up realizing that it's something I can do it by size. I can actually engage it in a way that it doesn't feel so overwhelming where it needs to be going, you know, I need to go on 20 dates because that's what gets me out of the comfort zone. It can just be going on one date casually, getting to know a new person and just building it upon itself. Um, so that was a big aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, a few other aha moments um, included just learning a new language, which I didn't think of it because I, mm-hmm. I grew up I'm from Puerto Rico, so I know English and Spanish both. Um, I learned them when I was very young, um, but it's something that I've been wanting to learn Italian. So I, so I actually interviewed someone who's learning Italian, and she's been doing this for about 20 years. And her her level has increased because she's been doing it for so long. Um, and so she shared like tips of how she went about, which was not going in the classroom, but actually working with one-on-one instructors and then just practicing it on a daily basis. And oh, it's cool. Something- something enlightening, you know, that it doesn't have to be, you don't have to do it all at once. Mm -hmm. It can actually be outside of the classroom. It can actually be, you know, just little practice here and there. You can all add up. I love that because, you know, again, I, you know, kind of as a recovering perfectionist myself, I feel like it is sometimes easy to go, okay, it's all or nothing. Like I have to go big or go home. And so, (laughs) which is a lot of stress and which is harder to break out of your comfort zone when it's like that, you know, and I think, you know, I'm a huge proponent for doing grand things and like shaking things up. But I do believe that it is the day to day, the more routine things that like doing those, you know, practices, the mindfulness practice of saying yes, of shaking it up on a daily basis in bite sized pieces is like more transformative. And so I feel like, that's a great message that it doesn't have to be change your life overnight. It can really be bite-sized pieces because I know like in my practice as a nutritional therapist, like we do the change one thing challenge where people will go on, you know, they'll use the hashtag change one thing and, you know, they go on social media and just commit to changing like one thing and sharing with us what it is. Like, you know, it's because really when people would come into the practice and say like, what do I need to do? it was really tempting to say like, oh, we're going to change your whole life. But that is really scary. That's scary. That's scary. And it's not sustainable. And a lot of people aren't ready for that. Or maybe they are, but they don't know it. Like they just immediately hear change your whole life. And they think, ah, like, I don't even know how to do that. So by taking those little bite-sized pieces and incorporating in, you know, food changes and switching out like, you know, cleaners for non-toxic options and like just these little bitty steps all along the way, it really adds up to a major lifestyle change over time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's how, that's the best way to approach it. It's not approaching it as doing all or nothing. It's not about yeah. doing the big stuff all the time. It's about doing the little stuff that just basically adds up every single time. Yes. Yeah. And I love what you talked about with the dating because, you know, I think that, you know, it is sort of this pressure of, okay, like I have to go meet the one and, you know, I have to jump into this relationship and it's going to lead somewhere. And it, you know, it's like, it feels like a lot when really you just want to kind of like see where it goes and get out there. And, you know, it's almost like that energy of like being in motion, I talk about this a lot when I do like entrepreneur coaching. It's like a lot of people feel like they can go from doing nothing except maybe thinking about having a business to being in a successful, you know, six or seven figure business. And it's like, well, there's a lot of, of course, a lot of step yeah. in between. And so sort of getting in the energy of movement of being in working with clients or whatever, it brings more clients to you. So it's sort of the same thing about building your community and your, you know, your social circle and the dating. It's like getting out there and, you know, just meeting new people and having fun, like cultivates that energy that's going to bring more of that to you. Yeah. 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 yeah for real. <laughs> so sure. It's huge. And so many of us are lacking community these days. And I think that that's really important to like consciously create the community that you want in your area, you know, and for some people, it's not necessarily in their local area, it's online, whatever, but like the huge advocate of community and really having that support system. Um, because we need that. Yeah, I think the community aspect makes it so much better. You yeah. know, um, in terms of my own say yes moments, like there were moments that I did by myself, but there were moments that I needed to have a friend. I needed to have that courage of someone else doing with me. Um, and it made a difference. And so mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I found friends who were game for it and who were like, sure, I'll do it with you. Um, and that allowed me to really explore different areas, diff different identities. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. You know, that's, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Meeting these new people and going outside the comfort zone. And I think that, you know, so many of us have this knee jerk reaction of, oh, well, I don't like people that X, Y, Z, you know, or whatever, like yeah, maybe hiking. Like I don't, I don't hike. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know people that do that. You know, that's not my thing. I wouldn't be good at it. Like we just, again, that critter mind. Right. But if we actually go and try it, we don't really know how we feel about it until we try it and meet the people. And maybe, you know, our, a really good friend is waiting there for us and that can inspire us to, to do the new activity. Yeah. 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 So true. That's so huge. And so I know that this is translated into your work life as well, right? You were kind of in a rut with your, with mm -hmm. your job. Yeah, I was in a rut. So I, I've been on a three-year identity crisis with my career. <laughs> That's what I would like <laughs> to call it. Uh, I was burned out about three years. I was in a job there. I was burned out. And I was in a career job. I was working on track to be a director position. And I just found myself that I just needed something different. So I decided to take the leap and follow whatever everyone else was saying, be an entrepreneur. So I did that for about a year. And I realized I hated it. Um, I love certain aspects of it, but I hated the aspect that was lonely. Um, mm -hmm. not, it was not, a, not as engaging as I wanted it to be. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to give myself a little try and go in a corporate job because the grass is greener on the other side. Maybe I'll, if I earn more money, then I'll be happier. Uh, and I found myself in a corporate job and I was miserable. 
Um, <laughs> instead of being burned out because I was too busy, I was actually on the other side of the coin where I was so bored. I was literally sitting there staring at Facebook for 40 hours a week. Mm. And I realized there was like, there's just more life to this. <laughs> so yeah. I impulsively quit the job. I had a financial cushion, thank God, um, for it. So I impulsively quit the job because I was looking for for the next position. I needed something to go back to. And so after three years of just trying to identify what is it that I wanted to do with my life, I decided to go back to the old career job that I was on track for it because you know, I miss actually working with students. I worked in higher education for about 10 years and I miss mm-hmm. working with students. I miss actually the interaction that I was doing. I miss having the autonomy to grow um, and the freedom that I was able to get from that job. So I've been in a place where I've been job searching in a, in a very different aspect. I'm not looking to burn out again. I'm actually, I'm comfortable enough that I know I can set boundaries in a new position. Um, and so it's been a process of just going with the flow and trusting your gut instinct. Yeah, I think that's been the big part of it. It's just trusting my gut. That yeah. And that's huge. That's so huge. And I love that that, you know, has taken you kind of around the the whole experience of entrepreneur, corporate, you know, going back to a career that you'd already tried and realized like what you liked. I think that, you know, so often we get in the mindset, especially in the entrepreneur world of, you know, oh, well, corporate's bad and, you yeah. know, working for other people's bad and what, and that's not it at all. Like the world needs everybody doing everything. Yeah. So it's really up to what feeds you and what you love. And there's not one path that's like super easy or really fulfilling all the time. We have to like find the best fit for us and really what makes us excited to get up in the morning. Yeah, I think that's the that's the key. It's what gets you excited getting in the morning. I ex- I'm get excited about going to an office. I am excited yes. about actually having the structure of, you know, having a place where I get to go and show up and I get to meet with other people and I get to do different actions and different things every day that yeah. keeps me engaged. And so it's not, it's not a one, I think it's a, it's not a one size fits all. It's about finding what works for you. Right. And at different seasons of your life too, because sometimes people, you know, maybe at one time they need more alone time or healing time or whatever. And then other times they need more community and structure or whatever. I mean, it really is all about finding the balance. And again, I think, or the biggest thing that we're talking about is staying open, staying mindful, being aware of what you need at that time and being willing to chance to go get it. Yes. So true. Yeah. Because, you know, we could say, oh, well, that's only in business or that's only in health or that's only in blah, 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 whatever. But it's, it really is about being open and going for a new experience and being open to continually trying to build what you need and, and have that feedback with, with yourself. Like, what do I need right now? Like, what would fulfill me? How can I be happier Um, you know, and where am I going to, where's my place? Where is my place? How do I find purpose in my life? Like, I think that that's really, really important because so many people do start down a path that maybe works for a time and then does not continue to work and they don't realize that. And then they fall into ill health, not just a rut, Mm -hmm. but ill health because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest aha moment is like, I now know what, what feels toxic 
And I now know that I, I've done it before that I'm willing to step outside of my comfort zone and leave the job as mm-hmm. opposed to just wait for the job to keep broadening myself, you know, um, the corporate job led me to depression. I haven't been depressed in years. And so I had to realize depression is not something I wanted to enjoy, you know. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I was willing to make the make the leap out of it because it was because I wanted my mental health to go back to to bounce back to where it needed to go. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you just stay in the rut and you think this is what life is supposed to be like because the rut gets, you know, gets much more sexier as you stay longer. Right. Um, when you stop listening to the rut and you start to say, you know what, maybe I'll try to do something different. Maybe I just need to job search. Maybe I just need to put myself out there, you know, in other places. Then, then it starts to move, create momentum outside of the rut and you can actually get outside of it. Mm-hmm. You can break out of that rut. Yes, exactly. It's so powerful. And I think, you know, I mean, just, wow, (laughs) I'm so inspired. You know, I'm really inspired because it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of awareness to keep doing that and sort of searching and reinventing yourself and all of that. Because I think so many people feel like society says we have to know who we are. We have to know what our path is. You know, from the time kids are little, you're, you know, we're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What's your purpose? What's your calling? You know, and people feel like it's this one thing and they have to find it. And if they don't find it, then they're not fulfilled or they're not, you know, doing what they're supposed to do or they're failing or whatever. And it's like, it really is about just striving and just going for different things at different times and checking in with yourself all along the way. Yeah. I think it's a winding road. It's not, it's not straightforward. It's not just going, this is what I thought my purpose was going to be. You know, sometimes you need to take a circle, which is what happened to me. It's like I went through a place, I deviated, and then I just like, well, I just want to go back to where I was going for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not perfectly aligned. It's not something that you can come up with a perfect plan, and then that's how it's going to fall into place. It's, you know, it's a winding road. Right. Well, and as, as you were on that path before, I'm sure you found yourself questioning, like, is this really what I want to be doing? And, you know, maybe some of the negative aspects that, you know, that that career brings or whatever, it was like, well, maybe it would be better if I was an entrepreneur or it would be better if I was doing this or whatever. And so you almost had to get outside of that, try something else so that you could appreciate what you loved about that career path and say, yeah, that is actually where I wanted to go. Like I was spot on with that, but it's like you just needed that perspective to see it. Yeah, I needed the years. I needed actually the time off. I, yeah. I don't regret it at all. I think it's been it's been great to really wis- just brought a lot of wisdom from uh, yes and taking the breather and just being able to look at it from hindsight twenty twenty of what things I could have done differently and what things are that I'm willing to do differently this time around. Yes. And I think that that's huge because you're not beating yourself up about it. It's not like, oh, I made all these mistakes and I have all these regrets. It's like, hey, like now I realize, you know, the positive aspect of this is I have all this wisdom and all this perspective that can inform my return to this so that your place in that career is going to be so much more vibrant and enriched than it would have been had you just, you know, followed like because you're a different person because you've had all these different experiences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so true. 
That's amazing. I love it. So what has been like some of the craziest say yes moments on the podcast? (laughs) I'm so curious, like what things that people have there been big, you know, yeses that were really transformative or has it been mostly the day to day stuff that's been the biggest for people? I think it's it's a combination. So I love the small stuff because it's something that engages me to do for myself. But, you know, some of the bigger say U.S. moments, I've been moving to a different country. I had a guest who moved to Australia for four months. Um, mm-hmm. She can stay there for a year, but she she had a really difficult experience. And so she just stayed there for four months. And so that experience of like just going to a different country and being able to explore and not having not having everything to pan out the way it's supposed to be was an interesting way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, the other say yes moments that I had, I had someone who's talking about her calling, which was pitching, which is a simple calling of like, I'm pitching myself to other places. I'm going to pitch myself as an expert. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was an interesting to really watch that person just experience of like, this is my calling. I'm just being called to pitch. It's something I wouldn't think of it for myself, but I'm glad right. that I was able to be inspired by someone else to do to like this is my calling. So my calling is work in higher education. Um, I was inspired by that. Um, I've had episodes who are just as simple as, you know, learning how to salsa dance, mm-hmm. you know, something that just inspires their like, you know, to move your body. Um it's been a combination of the big stuff and then the small stuff. The small stuff are, you know, from learning how to knit, um, my experience with bar classes, which I love to do, which is ballet bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a combination of those, but the bigger stuff is just moving to a different country, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, um, trying, you know, doing improv classes, just getting yourself out there. That's amazing. I love it. And it's cool that different things carry different importance for different people. So it's like for somebody, you know, you might say, okay, Mount Kilimanjaro, like, wow, that's a huge undertaking. But for somebody else taking a bar class or a salsa dance, you know, lesson or whatever might be equally as engaging. Yep. It might take as much courage, as much whatever to show up and do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's equally as transformative for that person, which I think is amazing. And, you know, I, I love what you were talking about the, the guests that moved to Australia and could have stayed a year, but ended up only staying four months because things didn't necessarily work out the way they thought. And I think that that is fabulous to share that because so many people feel like, you know, that would be a failure or that would be, you know, it's like people want to hide that like, oh, you know, I changed my life in a big way. I took this huge risk and it didn't work out the way I thought. And so, you know, they might want to hide that and say, you know, oh, I tried it, but don't do it. And it's scary. (laughs) And what, you know, I'm a failure. It didn't work out. And I think it's great to be like, hey, I tried this new thing and I didn't really like it. You know, there's a lot of things that we're going to try that we don't really like or that don't go the way that we thought or aren't right for us in this season or whatever um, that may work for us even a different time under different circumstances. You know, I felt like that's one thing when I share the story about my husband and I and our farm and how we, you know, went from being suburbanites to, you know, being organic farmers and having like over 200 animals and all this. It's like we did that for three years and it was great. It was an amazing experience and I loved it. And I'm so grateful that we didn't talk about like shaking things up. It definitely did that. But, you know, the other side of that is that we left that 
line of work. We left that lifestyle and then it really came, became about, you know, finding what was going to work with us. We knew that that wasn't sustainable. We knew that there were things that we had done that maybe under other circumstances, you know, like if we had purchased a farm that was already set up to be a farm, you know, that we weren't building fences and barns and figuring out housing for animals and on the fly, you know, and all these things. Mm -hmm. And we had, you know, maybe something that was established or something that we had, you know, um, guest cottages for interns to come out. I mean, there's all these ways that like people make it work that it could have worked, but it didn't work for us the way it went. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, that informs our experience. Like, I'm glad that we did it. Um, and some people may look at that and be like, oh, well, you didn't stay a farmer. So that was like a failure or that was a mistake. And it's like, no, it informed so much. And it was an amazing experience and it helped us grow and learn all these new skills. But we just knew like it wasn't going to be our lifelong thing. Yeah. 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 I think that's a big part of it. It's not, it's, you don't look at it as a failure. You just look at it as life experience. Mm-hmm. It's something that you just experience, and you realize, you know what, this is not for me, or maybe this is, this was great, but this is, I need something different. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so true. I need something different. And again, we're going back to that mindfulness, that awareness of consciously creating like what we need at the time and not being afraid to go get it, not being able, you know, afraid to go try. Yeah. Saying yes to it. Just saying give it a yes call. to it. <laughs> I love saying yes. I think that that's just perfect. And, you know, it really, you know, I think so many people think that it has to be to the exclusion of everything else, you know? So like when we talk about, you know, transitioning to real food, health, real food diet or whatever, so many people think, okay, that means I can't have X, Y, Z. You know, and Mm -hmm. I try to say, well, let's add, you know, the good stuff. Like, yeah, some stuff we want to leave away, but let's transition to adding, you know, like maybe we're going to add a salad to the meal or we're going to add, you know, butter where there wasn't butter before or whatever. And it's like that is opening up rather than the restriction. And it's it's expansive rather than contractive. And I think that it's the same thing with saying, yes, it's not necessarily... I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be in a rut anymore. You know, like I'm getting out of this rut. The rut is bad. I'm bad for being in the rut. It's saying yes and saying, hey, I'm going to try something new. Like how much better does that feel rather than being upset with yourself for being in a rut or whatever? How much better does it feel to say, hey, I'm going to try something new and say yes. Like that just feels a lot more exciting, a lot more expansive. Like we're allowing something instead of forcing something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the big part of it. It's not about making it making it seem like a chore to do. It's something that it feels expansive, something that feels exciting to do, something yeah. that just that gets you out of that comfort zone just in a way that just feels excited. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's so powerful. Well, thank you so much for all of this. It's amazing. I'm going to put links to all the things that we talked about and some of the great shows that we referenced um, on our show notes. I'll put links to that. So at realfoodwholehealth.com, just go under podcast, under episodes, click on this episode, and you'll find the links to everything Laura and I have been talking about. So Laura, I just want to thank you so much for showing up and saying yes to me and being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please remember to leave us an iTunes review. 
Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.